Yo, yo, yo. Welcome to Starbucks. I am your host, Anthony DiNardo. With me, we have Jim Rosati. Jim, happy Monday. Good morning. Good morning. How was your weekend? Did you have a good weekend? <laughs> yeah, I guess. I didn't really do much. <laughs> um, the Dolphins won. So there's that. How about you, Jim? Uh, it was eventful. I had to go. I went to Pittsburgh for a wedding. On Friday. Oh, Friday I didn't wedding. know that was actually in Pittsburgh. I didn't know you were back yeah. there. Yeah, so I drove to Pittsburgh Thursday night for a wedding on Friday. Um, Saturday morning, I had to get up bright and early to drive back to Louisville because there was a 3.30 football game. So, yeah, it was, it was an eventful weekend for me. I'd say so. Yeah. A lot yeah, of... Uh, sure. A lot of driving, seeing seeing people. So yeah, it was it was good. That's good. good. I saw some pictures of the wedding, the cookie table and such, and you, you did comment how Alita was. So it was Tell a us. very good cookie table. Um, yeah, I mean, well, first off, it was a <clears throat> it was a Friday afternoon wedding, so kind of you know a little odd, but yeah, Friday ceremony was at one o'clock, you know, and then there was Ooh. you know cocktail hour. At, the time in between cocktail hour at five reception at six and it basically went all night so you had the reception go all night had to wake up early the next morning luckily the reception was at a hotel right so um you know you could just stumble from the reception up to your hotel room and then uh uh my wife and i woke up bright and early so we could head back uh and I, I was back in Louisville by two o'clock for a three thirty football game, so all worked out. Yeah, that kind of had to suck though. The but, the drive was a little rough. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you got to do what you got to do though. Like you said, it's definitely eventful. I had, uh, I guess I should have assumed. I knew you're driving, I guess, but yeah, I didn't know it was actually in Pittsburgh. Yeah. So the cookie table makes all the sense now too. There you go. Yeah, we don't have cookie tables down here. No, a- anywhere <laughs> like Western Pennsylvania. No, so I made sure I brought a good, uh, you know, big goodie bag, filled it up. Cookies are all gone; they've all been eaten. So I don't That's think I could do it with me. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. So we don't have a whole lot to talk about today. Um, granted, it's still. It's still MLB postseason. The Pirates still aren't in the MLB postseason. So not much to talk too much about them specifically. Uh, you know, the Rangers are in the postseason or World Series along with the Diamondbacks. Now, that's kind of funny and ironic because the last time we were on this show, we did talk about the, you know, those current matchups and how the Diamondbacks were just overmatched by the Phillies. You said some words. Uh, the Diamondbacks now in the World Series. <laughs> they overtook the Phillies. And what's funny, too, is we were talking about, like, you know, the Pirate on, on NSN Live, we we're comping the Pirates and how they could maybe like, be next year's Diamondbacks. And uh, right. again, the Diamondbacks of the World Series. I don't know how they're doing it. It's 1 1 right now in the World Series. I, I still, like, I just don't, I don't get it. But the Diamondbacks look pretty good. Yeah. Um, so far, it's been a pretty entertaining World Series. Uh, I mean, you had the first uh, was this this that was the first walk off of the postseason, I believe. Was it? 
I, I think so. I don't recall that. I mean, it could absolutely be. I just, I thought it was. Um, yeah. But no, I mean, game one, you get the walk off, uh, extra innings. Uh, game two, um, not, not quite the same, but Diamondbacks came back and won game two. So yeah, we're all tied up heading back to Arizona. Um, three, wait, wait, what World Series is two, two? Is, is World one, Series one. two, three, two? Or is it two, two, one, one, one? I think the World Series is two three two. I think it's two three two. I think. So yeah, I'll I'll look it up, but we'll find we'll find out. So the Texas so Texas Rangers now going on the road where they've just been amazing. All post. Well, it feels like every team's been good on the road. <laughs> yeah, randomly. But the but the but the Rangers have not lost on the road yet. Yeah. Uh, so it is two three two. So Diamondbacks now with the advantage. Sure. Well, technically speaking. But yeah. Rangers kind of at the advantage because they're playing away. Yeah. So should be a good series. Game three is tonight if you're watching this right now live or listening it on Monday. So um Louisville native Brandon Fott on the mound. I was watching well, I was watching Sunday night football. I never watched the local news, and so I was watching Sunday night football last night and just rolled right into the local news. And yeah, it was a big uh big segment on the local news here oh that's cool you know because he, he's he, he was born here he went to school high school here he went to college here yeah so big deal here in the uh in the city of louisville for brandon nice. Fott. yeah i'm uh i'm intrigued by these next three games i don't know like i said i, I really just felt like texas was gonna roll over the diamondbacks and even the game one like it was it was a fight like diamondbacks look good <laughs> Yeah, I mean, game went it went to to the eleventh inning. So yeah. yeah, it was a fight. Um, it it should be good. Adolis Garcia has just been really, really crazy good this whole postseason. So, um, it was only fitting Sir. for him to get the walk off. Former Cardinal Adolis Garcia, you address him correctly. Yes, yeah. Former St. <laughs> Louis Cardinal, former DFA St. Louis Cardinal Adolis <laughs> Garcia. That is correct. All right. Well, let's get into this mailbag because we do have quite a few questions. Uh, I mean, like I said, there's not a whole lot Pirates World to actually talk about, like topic-wise, news and such. So we went to our Discord, opened up, asked us some questions. I'm I'm afraid some of these are pretty pretty awful, but we're going to answer them. Yeah, I don't know if we'll get to all of these, but yeah, shout out to everybody in the Discord. If you're not in the Discord, join the Discord. Links in the in the comments of the YouTube video, um, and also the on the podcast. So, so yeah, make sure you join the Discord. It's a good time. Um, but yeah, shout out to everybody in the Discord for all the questions today. Um, get ourselves a little uh, a little Monday mailbag. Well, let's start it off. Let's. I'll start. ask you the first question. Well. Where do we want to start? Let's start with, I want to start with the, this was the first question asked, and it was also the most asked question. So when I said some of these are terrible, this is specifically the one that I was, I was referring to, but go ahead. So, so like eight people for somehow asked this question. Um, So let's start, let's just start with it. Get it out of the way. All right. Donardo, how many Martinsville hot dogs? Can you eat in one sitting? Not really pirates related, but the hot dog is a is a classic baseball 
ballpark food, so it's somewhat baseball related. Yeah. How many how many hot dogs can you eat? How many Martin specific Martinsville um, hot dogs can you eat in one sitting? So here's my issue with this question. Do you want me to answer it truthfully? Or do you want me yes. to answer it all daintily? I mean, like, truthfully, so you... here's, here's my thing. Who can't eat, like, a dozen hot dogs? The only reason you don't is because socially that's, that's completely unacceptable unless it's, like, the 4th of July and it's the hot dog eating contest. Like, if you can't eat 12 hot dogs, there's, there's probably something wrong with you. You just don't because you look like an absolute pig and people are going to make fun of you. You know, like if you're in society and you're at a cookout and you said, hey, hook me up with 12 of them. <laughs> you're not. Gonna, but you've got to remember. Back. So like this specific hot dog also has. What, like chili? Yeah, I get it. Yeah, I mean, it's got what, like chili. I feel like I could eat 12. 12. I feel like I could eat 12. I mean, a hot dog's not even like a. Snack. I mean, a hot dog's not very filling. So I think, I think if you like, like sat down, yeah, I, 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 I think you could get get a dozen. Yeah, that's where I'm at. I feel like I could eat a dozen, even with all the toppings on it. Yeah, let's go with that. I'm good with it. Jamie asks, does this include the bun and the condiments? I would say yes. Like, yeah, absolutely. So, I mean, if we're talking just straight dog, like 24. Yeah, I, I, I think you could go. I think, yeah, 12 is probably a good number. Like, I'd feel comfortable being saying that I could do 12. There you have it. All right. Good now that we got the dumb right. question out of the way. Yeah. Let's get, get to the regular <laughs> ones. Here. Every single person um, asked. <laughs> All right. OGMINLO asks Is Joshua Palacios just a 2023 folk hero, or could he be? A legit late bloomer breakout candidate. I struggle with this question. And and do you know why? I don't believe in Josh Palacios, right? <clears throat> That's been made clear on this show. But there's just something about him, this allure, right? When he's the big moment comes up and he was, he was dominant as a pinch hitter, he was dominant. And I guess there's something where it's like, when you look at the overall numbers, they're not good. Right. But like the peripherals aren't bad either. Like if that makes sense. And I guess that if you're going. That isn't terrible either. No. I mean, he hits the ball very hard. He barrels the ball like over 9%. Like a lot of stuff is above average in that sense. But it's because like when he pinch hits, those moments, those all come. Like, you know, in a pinch hit roll, he barrels the ball like 100% of the time. So the average is going to go like nine, right? Uh, but like joking aside, you know, we also talk like in small sample. And like if in the moments you're going to perform, it's all the big clutch moments. It's not like he was taking off when the moment didn't matter. And he was just feeding off position player hitter or pitchers, you know, and such. Like he was doing it in a big moment. So I guess the long way to get to my answer what I'm saying is I don't believe it, but there is a scenario where he has a breakout. And I guess by breakout, I'm also looking at it as, you know what? He's a major leaguer. I don't think, yeah. like, I'm not looking at Jose Batista breakout, if that makes sense. This isn't like, okay, he's right, going to hit 50 right. home runs and, you know, be this great guy. It's, you know what? He can be maybe an everyday player. 
but I, I don't necessarily see that. Yeah, I'm in the same boat as you when it comes to Palacios and really just talking about Palacios in general. Like I I hate talking about him because personally, I I like I love the guy. Like he's he's yeah. uh he's exciting, like he's fun, he's easy to root for. Um so like you want him to be as successful as as possible, right? Um the problem there is is I think he's he's not good. <laughs> so <clears throat> to answer this question, um, unfortunately, he's he's a 2023 folk hero. And by that it was just really like 10 at bats, right? Like <laughs> right. overall, it was still a it was a pretty poor season for Joshua Palacios, uh, you know, in general. So um now, I, I uh, unfortunately, no. I would be surprised. Like, Josh, Joshua Palacios got 264 plate appearances this, this past year. Um, if he has that many plate appearances next year, it's likely because something went horribly wrong. That's that's fair. Because I don't hope we see that many plate appearances. Yeah. The team needs to do better than Joshua Palacios. But it's at the same time. It's like, but if Joshua Palacios breaks out and he's good, like that's a good thing. I just don't really see it too. Also, the other thing too about it is like he's also not a good defender. Like there's that that he's not really he's not really good at anything except well, like late inning pinch hit situations, which is just a completely random thing. So like it's just not I it's, I'm sorry it's just not sustainable unfortunately and, and like I said I love the guy but I'm gonna yeah. say no on this one but and also to support him like he has hit basically everywhere he's just been very very old for and then COVID came like he didn't reach like triple A to what 26 I think it was it's like yeah 26 hitting against triple A pitching like sure you should perform. You know, and like we saw what he did this year in Indy, like it was crazy. Yeah, crushed the ball, crushed. The and ball. then he came up and he sucked. Unless it was the ninth inning and the Pirates were down by a run or more, you know, it was like that situation. So, anyways, yeah, I'm not really believing. I think it's more just folk folk hero. Yeah. Right. Um, <clears throat> we'll we'll kind of bounce around here. Um, Kev, PhD, and Squid both kind of had similar questions. Play GM, prioritize starter, second starter, and then first baseman. And then Squid said, you know, hey, fill fill the first base spot. So, um, I'll I'll kind of take this one. I, I and we talked about it with Fort uh, a couple weeks ago too. I think um, I think when it comes to starting rotation, you need a lefty. And so when you're looking at the guys out there, I would prefer one of these signings this season, this offseason to be like like a long-term signing where like you get somebody for three, four, maybe five years even. Um, I thought Jordan Montgomery was that guy, but I think John, Jordan Montgomery is no longer in the Pirates price range. So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to take a step back. I'm going to say Eduardo Rodriguez. Go out there and sign Eduardo Rodriguez to like a three, four-year deal. Um, pay him some money, get a lefty in here, an established lefty. They always overperform at PNC Park. So give me, give me Eduardo Rodriguez. 
Um, second starter, I think I threw out Seth Lugo's name. Give me like like one year deal for Seth Lugo, and then first baseman. If it's me, I'm trading for him. I don't think there's a first baseman on the market. Like I would probably take Carlos Santana back if we're if we're looking at available first baseman. Um, but let's go let's go trade for somebody. Um, like so Alex Kirilov was a name that I threw out there. You know, I don't think the Twins necessarily need him. I don't think the Twins are—he barely really even played this past year, but he's been good. Um, and he's a hometown kid. Bring him home. See what it would take to get him from the Twins. Those are my three moves. Yeah, I don't hate it. I'll, I'll say this: uh, you know, pitching. There's just so many options, and you could just list how many. I'll be happy with right. But I, I do like everything you said, and Rodriguez makes a whole lot of sense. Also, uh, just like his mindset the type of pitcher that he is and such. I want to talk a little bit about first base though. And like, I'm, I'm, I'm somewhat with you. You know, there's not a whole lot of like options out there, but I guess it's where I'm at also is first base can be like, that's a position where you can just not have to pay a whole lot of money to get decent production from, you know, like part of me just feels like I just would hate to trade away assets for first base, like use those assets for something else, something better. Maybe, maybe an actual starting pitcher instead of, you know, signing some of the free agency, like maybe that's an avenue, right. Or something like that. I I, I don't know. There's, there's so, so many options, right. There's so many players. The pirates can bundle together and make a package of that. I hate to just kind of use it for a first baseman. If that makes sense. Um, So like looking at the options out there also, and that's partly why we're talking about trading. There's not that many that's really good. Like Carlos Santana, I would take back also. Here's my thing. Connor Joe's coming back. We've talked about Connor Joe. Connor Joe's a very, very talented player, right? Just overexposed, used too much. Like you don't want him every day playing the field, right? So, like, I could see limiting his bats, fourth outfielder here and there. Maybe a lefty platoon like at first base here and there um I, I could see the pirates doing that so i guess if i'm looking at a first baseman i want to see a guy who's going to hit ready's well and that was brandon belt like brandon belt just annihilated ready's last year um i feel like he could come rather cheaply in that sense and you kind of have like a connor joe brandon belt little platoon there that i don't hate so, because we could talk about trades all day, I, I just want to kind of talk about that a little bit right now. I, I think Brandon Belt's yeah. a real option. Like, there shouldn't be a reason that the Pirates can't get Brandon Belt. It's more or less if that's the option they want to go in an avenue. And I think it's realistic. And that's, you know, that's a way to keep Connor Joe in the lineup here and there at his best side. Uh, you get Brandon Belt in there at his best side, and you have like a solid first base platoon. The only issue with this, I will say, is. A little bit challenging defensively, but the problem with Carlos Santana is they like him and Joe both hit lefties well, and not righties. So I, I don't yeah, really like Carlos I Santana mean, unless he comes with somebody else. Still, yeah. Um, if they want to go out and and sign Brandon Belt, I'll be fine with that. Um, sure. I'm good with that. I don't know if uh, if I agree that Connor Joe is a very very talented baseball player. I think he's, I think he's, <clears throat> I think he's fine. But um, he he does hit lefties. So you know if you're kind of looking at a platoon situation, it's there. 
I guess I just like I I'm kind of over platoons. <laughs> Buddy, I got I'm some just, news for you. I'm just I'm just over them. But I mean this this whole team is like platoon players. So <clears throat> no, um no, but a Brandon Belt Connor Joe platoon at first base would be just fine. And it would be an upgrade over what we had this year. Which was like still not awful. Yeah, Santana was. wasn't bad. Mm-mm. And as Cody says, apparently NS9 gaming and will be the show legend. I know he, I know yeah, he does no, have he, uh, all the he, team. I don't know if he's a legend. Cody acquired Brandon Belt and it's been a huge huge trade deadline acquisition there in his go. MLB the show franchise. So, yeah. Okay. Well, not, no, those are good. Those are all good moves. And I said there's a lot of pitchers out there that I'd be happy with, but I do want I do want one to be a lefty and I want one I want one of them to be like a, not just a a one-year deal. Like give me a long-term guy. I absolutely believe that's very important. All right, Kenny asks, Pierogi race power rankings heading into 2024. In this household, we only speak of Jalapeno Hannah. So here's what I'm going to say. Jalapeno Hannah, number one. It doesn't matter what comes after that. Boo. I think you've got to put some respect on Sauerkraut Saul's name. Like I don't have to do anything. No, Sauerkraut's you got overrated. No, think about what this guy accomplished. What think about what Saul accomplished last year? The dude went like two, three years. What with just just basically taking, just taking a vacation. Like he didn't even he didn't even show up. Like he showed up in body, but he wasn't putting any effort into it at all. Right. And then all of a sudden at the all-star break, he just, you know what? He does a little bit of training and then he's like, you know what? I'm going to, I'm going to win this thing. And he comes back and it's the, probably the greatest comeback story in the history of the Pittsburgh Pirates. Okay. Sauerkraut Saul. So, so he was like, like 2023 folk hero. No. So I, I don't think believe Sauerkraut, Sauerkraut talent, Saul. I don't just, think he's a breakout candidate for 2024. No. What Saul proved. You look yes, at Sauerkraut Saul's underlying numbers. They are not good. What Saul proved last season is that if if Sauerkraut Saul wants to win, he's gonna win. Like he's just the better pierogi, hands down. That, hands that's down. Terrible. He that's... he took half a season off and still won. Still I don't won. want Sauerkraut Saul. I don't want those players on my team, and I don't I don't believe them. You, you shouldn't have to be motivated to to want to win. You just do it. You show up because you want to win. You perform. Don't tell. He took two and a half years off, and then he decided hey, you know to show for half a year. I don't trust that. But then why, he comes in, and why is he going to come back next year? Smokes everyone. No, all all it's a mindset thing for him. It's all a mindset thing. So like, if if Saul wants to be great, he's going to be great. All Lazy. the other pierogies average is best. Lazy pierogies. I don't believe him. <laughs> all right, what's the next question? <laughs> I don't know. Um. Let's go with uh oh here's a good one. Shappy. Shappy, who usually has terrible questions. Yeah. Just I'm just joking. But no, if you could I'm extend not. four players on the Pirates roster currently, who would they be and for how long? Four players. Was this as hard for you as it was for me? I've put I zero thought into it so far. 
So I guess we'll find out. I don't out. know if I'm ready to hand out four extensions. I, 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 like, I guess let's say this. Really easy to get this out of the way. Mitch Keller, you're giving an extension to. How long? I feel like six years. Like six years, couple options. <clears throat> that lines him up. Like he'll be here as long as the Pirates want to keep Skeens here. <laughs> um, that's, this, a, that's, like, a, that's a good number. I like that. Keller, I, I would have said probably like five. But like, yeah, five or six. Yeah, I, I felt six. Takes him to age 33. I mean, as a pitcher, you, you should be able to expect to, to be yeah. good till then, right? Now, he hasn't Good had enough, Tommy yeah. John, so here's also like a, a little bit of a mindset. You might have Tommy John somewhere in there. So like, give me the six years. That way, like, I get him when he comes back because I fear yeah. like he's going to have Tommy John and then come back and not finish out the contract strong. So give me that extra year uh, so that he's still a pirate and there's still some life at the, at the second half. With some options, right? But again, the other thing too is it matches up with Skeens. Like he's going to be here pretty much as long as Skeens is here. Um, so you have this nice little run, this little window, uh, and then two two options, right? So he's one. <clears throat> I guess the next one I'm looking at is we'll, we'll cruise. I'm still like, yeah, I, I have to give four guys extensions. This I don't know if I'm ready as a GM to give him one because I don't know what I'm coming back to. I could look at this and say, you know what. I could get him on the cheap right now. But the Pirates think cheaply. As a real GM, I want to make sure I know what I'm getting. Because if I have to hand out a little bit more money for certainty, I'm okay with that. I, I, I as a GM, would probably wait till after this offseason, uh, uh, the next offseason they hand one, to make sure I have what I really want in O'Neill Cruz. But O'Neill Cruz has been the second one, and uh, I mean, I'm giving an eight-year with some options as well. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> okay. Then <laughs> I, I guess again, like it gets hard for me. Like, who am I gonna am I handing out to Andy to Henry? Like, not not really yet. Like, I, I want to see what I got out of these guys. I'm not going, even though they, they've made the majors, like I'm not going Jonathan Singleton, Astros. Like, I'm giving you extensions right now. You guys have been awful. Just me, you know, reaching the majors. So I guess Bednar. For some cost, certainly, like like a four-year, maybe even three-year deal on him. I don't know, just some cost, certainly. Like, hey, you're a pirate. Boom. Take out these arbitration years. You don't have to worry yeah. about that. I don't know. I don't know. Like, I can really only come up with, like, three trying. I'm so not my, ready to a fourth um... one than anyone else. Yeah, so my first three. So you're not gonna say Jack Swinsky? No, I'm done. I he, I mean, he would be the other major I leaguer that would probably it. have a chance. But um, so I'm with you on the first three. I'm a little bit different on years for those guys, though. Um, Keller, five to six years seems good. O'Neill Cruz, I don't think I'm going. Like I would want. I want. I want him to get like a mega deal. 10 years, 10, 11, or 12 year deal for O'Neill Cruz. Lock him up. He's a pirate for life. Like, sign him through his mid 30s. Um, so I'm going to go Keller, five to six, Cruz, 10 to 12. Um, Bednar, I'm going to be a little bit different than you here, too. David Bednar, pirate for life. You hand him a, a lifelong contract says, David Bednar, you can pitch as long as you want for the Pittsburgh Pirates. When you're done, you just uh, 
I don't know, maybe David Bednar becomes the next pierogi. Like he just joined, he just goes straight from Pirates bullpen to <laughs> being of being in the pierogi race. <laughs> Could you imagine? <laughs> oh um, God. Yeah. <laughs> He's so, in the pierogi race. <laughs> so I'm gonna go with those three. And then the fourth one. <clears throat> I mean, if you've got to pick somebody, I, I'm not I'm not quite ready to to extend Jack Swinsky, but um I'm not right. I'm not really there with with Johan Oviedo either. So I'm gonna go with uh, Paul Skeens. Go ahead and Ooh. just lock up Paul Skeens for twelve years. Jesus! <laughs> like you're just making the gamble. You're making the gamble. <laughs> this is gonna be unprecedented territory. Yeah. So, <laughs> 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 well, well, yeah. I mean we're not extending four four players right so we're we're already going to, we're already off the rails here but if you if you had to pick a fourth paul Skeens is my fourth that's i mean that's just a lot just he lot. didn't like i didn't entertain that because of how ridiculous this is but i love it because it's one of those things where like you're saying it's a gamble but it could pay and off. i hate to say this is what the pirates have to do because they don't have to do this type of stuff but the way they operate like this is a gamble where if it works, it pays off. Well, I mean, you're, you're talking about a guy who hasn't made the majors yet, but if you dangle 200 million guaranteed in front of him right now, does he take right. it? Right. Right. I, I don't know, but that's, it's one of the, again, it's one of those things that's hard yeah. to pass up, especially because you haven't made the majors yet. Now, granted, if he does what he's supposed to do, that will look silly. But that's right. the beauty of baseball. Like, yeah. you don't know how many times do people fail. And at the end of this, you can say, hey, I fleeced the Pirates because I was terrible as a major leaguer. Yeah, that's what I'm doing right now. If I, if those are, if I had four, if I had to pick four, those are my four. Yeah. They're coming here. That, I mean, I don't really entertain it, but how about Paul Goldschmidt for first base? I just don't see that happening. I would, I would enjoy it. Um, I don't think the Cardinals are necessarily ready to move from him either. Like, I, I don't think the Cardinals are thinking that they're going to be terrible again next year. If I had to guess, maybe I'm yeah. wrong and they're going to enter like a rebuilding phase. And if that's the case, then if Goldschmidt is available this off season on like a one year deal type of thing, then, uh, yeah, <laughs> yeah, go, go for that. Um, but I guess we'll, we'll have to see. <laughs> right. Um, I, I can't even imagine like one year of Goldschmidt would cost a whole lot of, of like prospect capital and whatever it would cost the pirates have I mean, the pirate, the pirates have oh, yeah. the available guys to trade for one year of Paul Goldschmidt. Um, so yeah, if Goldschmidt's available, sure. Absolutely. Um, I just don't, I don't know if the Cardinals are quite ready yet, but if, if it's like, I will say this, if it's trade deadline time next year, Mm. And the Cardinals are out of it. Then Paul Goldschmidt's probably the hottest name on the market. Yep. Also, Pete Alonso month rental. Yeah, Alonso another one. Mets mm -hmm. probably not. Eh, Mets may go into like a one year rebuild or something too. So you never know. No, it's a good name. I hadn't even thought about Goldschmidt. All right. Um. Yeah. So good. Good question there. Good question. Um. Let's go with. We've had a couple people watch ask this E Street and 
O-G-M-I-N-L-O. Is it just O-G-M? Is that, is that a name for something that I'm just missing? O-G-M-I-N-L-O. O.G. Minlo, baby. Okay. You don't know O.G. Minlo? Yeah. O.G. Minlo? Okay. Yeah. Um, asking about Henry Davis. What's up with Henry Davis? Charrington said, you know, he's a catcher. Is this legit? Is he still going to actually be catching? Um, or is he, is his future somewhere else on the field? Well, I'm just perplexed on the whole situation. As we kind of had our discussion with Fort, you know, last, last, last show. I don't necessarily think he's blowing smoke. I kind of feel like maybe this is like this last ditch effort, if that makes sense. Like, I, I mean, I'm going to try everything in my hand to allow you to be a catcher because that's like where the value is, but I don't believe in it. Like, I just feel like that's maybe his mentality. So here's the off season. Do what you got to do. It's like your last hurrah. Like, if you want to be a catcher, prove it to me. Come into Bradenton next year. Show me you're a catcher. If I don't see it then, we're, we're done. I guess my thing is, like, if you're if you're just doing this on, like, a hopeful – like, like Henry Davis apparently was so bad at catching, he couldn't get into a game in the last two months of the season where, like, they they had available time him to get into the game um now personally i think henry davis can be good enough to catch at the major league level like i think he can be um and i think that would be best for the team like i think it's best for the pirates if henry davis can catch because then we get into this whole you know versatility aspect of davis and andy where you can bounce them around, you can play them in different positions, but you can you can catch both of them, right? Um, so I I agree. I don't think he's blowing smoke on this. Like I think I think long term, Ben Sherrington hopes Henry Davis can catch. If I had to speculate, I'm gonna say like at this point. It's probably not going to happen. Like if I had to bet on it, like I think Henry Davis's future is in right field. If I had to bet on it, I need to wait till like Tuesday. You, you can't wait. You can't wait. You got to bet on it. Right no, now. no. I, 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 it's before the off season, but I need to wait till like Tuesday for like prize picks to give me a discount on it to then go and bet on Tuesday and, and bet on it because. I this whole thing has just been weird. Like I'm not sure. I'm not ready to bet on any side yet because I have no idea. I, I need a little boost somewhere to bet on that side to give me a little bit more favor because yeah. that's just where I'm at. Like like you say, like if you're gonna bet, it's gonna be no. But but I'm not ready to say that either. Like he has to catch right. Like he just has to. Like the way this is you, set up and everything is or like he just. He has to. And like his words, even like at the deadline last year, is like he will catch yeah. this year, but then he didn't. I'm just so confused. Now the season's over, and he's like, oh, he will catch. Like in my mind, he's determined to to try to make it work. Mm -hmm. And I guess I'm the type too, like, I'm not gonna bet against Henry Davis, even though he's from Louisville. God. But I'm like, I'm not gonna bet against him. If his mind's to it and he wants to catch and Charrington's allowing him the opportunity to, 
I would hate to bet against Henry Davis. So I don't know. Again, yeah, I guess my things would be luckier in Bradenton. Yeah, I think my concern is right now with Davis is just like how much do you want to put on his plate? Because that's a lot to ask from a really, really young guy. Be like, hey, um, first off, you need to learn how to play right field because that's where we're going to play you. And then also, um, yeah, you also need to get like a lot better at catching, which is a position you've played your whole life, but like you just need to get better at it. Oh, and then by the way, too, you need to learn how to hit major league breaking stuff like while you're at it. Uh, it, It's just a lot to ask from the guy right now. And I I feel like keeping it simple might be best for him, like in the not only the short term, but the long term, too. So I'm kind of split on this. Like, would I love to see him catch? Absolutely. Like, it is better for the Pirates if Henry Davis can catch plain and simple. Um, But like, at what point are you? almost asking too much from him or do you say, you know what? Hey, like we drafted you one, one because we, we need all this stuff from you. And so it's just a matter of like, you got to do it. Yeah. Well, I mean, they put all that on his plate during his rookie season while in the majors. So like, I feel like, Hey, at least there's an off season to work on all of it. So that when you come back, at least you're prepared a little more to do all this. So yeah, I don't know, man. I don't know. It's weird, but the, the story of Henry Davis is also going to be a long one. I feel like at the end of the day, <laughs> much like yeah. OG Minlow's. Yep. Yep. Um. All right. Let's, Uh. we haven't talked about Arizona fall league. So Kyle, Kyle Crow with a question here. He says, Jack Brannigan and Jace Bowen. I am not a believer. Convince me otherwise. You want to start with this one or um well it's not a question it's a statement and we ask these questions yeah, that's true so i'm not going to give into because i also don't believe in it and it's not a question so i'm not gonna i'm not gonna entertain it yeah but here's the thing he didn't ask us to know about our opinion on it he asked us to convince him to believe in the two players so i'm gonna i'm gonna say um i'm just gonna play along here um jack brannigan Really good power, right? Really good power. Uh, last season, uh, 19 home runs split up between Bradenton and Greensboro. Uh, not really in a ton of games either. Uh, that was in 87 games, um, between those two. Is that is that right? Could be is that all he played. Looking at his uh, his baseball savant page, and that's what it said. Yeah, did not play that much, but yet. Uh, 19 homers in 87 games. Wow. Um, so the power is there. Like it's it's a legit tool that he possesses. Fangraphs has him at 50 raw power. Um, as a fielder, he's also excellent defensively. And uh, you know, he can play third base, he can play first base. Uh, you can even really put him at like second if you need him to. He's played a couple games there. He's even played some shortstop this year. So a versatile guy who can play all around the infield. Um, and, and, and has a lot of power. Uh, now the issue strikeouts, he strikes out, strikes out a lot, struck out a lot in the minors. He's striking out a lot in the Arizona fall league, but you know, with today's game of baseball, that's just, you know, Stop sometimes it. what you ask for and, and the pirates are desperate for power. He's a right-handed bat who hits, who, who, who crushes the ball. So there you go. That's, that's, 
that's my selling point on Brannigan. Um, Jace Bowen's probably a little bit easier to sell, but a lot of the same qualities, like really versatile, plays a bunch of positions, power. Um, the 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 contact is, is a little bit better. Like he's not going to strike out as much as Brannigan. And he's showing you right now in the Arizona Fall League that he is capable of of doing things that uh that you want to see from your from your from your outfield prospects. Um Bowen's probably main selling point right now is really system wide center field. Like there are not center fielders in this organization, and Jace Bowen is someone perfectly capable of playing that position. So if you're looking for a spot for him, that may be it. Uh, and I mean, if you can find a center fielder who's capable of hitting the ball over the fence and playing good defense, he was a 2020 guy in the minors this year. So he, he kind of possesses all of those tools that you'd like to see. So yeah, I, Jace Bowen, 2020 center fielder, future, future, uh, future pirate center fielder, 2020 guy. You know, something just hit my, <clears throat> hit my cerebellum on him. How good is his defense? Like, do you like how are we talking like elite center field or just like he can play? He can do it. Yeah. The reason I asked that too, and the guy made his money on his elite center field play. But looking at Jace Bowen, <clears throat> if he could crack out like a Jake Marisnik career, kind of like the speed, the pop, yeah. you know. It's mm-hmm. just like I don't think his defense is going to be like anything like near Jake Jake Bernersnick. So I guess if a selling point, that's where my head's at. Maybe he can turn into like <laughs> great value Jake Bernersnick. Is that there? That yeah, yeah. <clears throat> Jake Bernersnick um, was was a was a fine ball player for a few years. Yeah, yeah. Uh, he helped out the Astros win some World Series. Yeah, like. And he carved out a solid 10-year career in the majors. Like, he was still playing this year, technically. There so, Jace, Jace Bowen, 10-year career. I feel like Jace Bowen would take Jake Mersnick's career. Oh, absolutely. I mean, I would. Yeah. And, and, <laughs> if, you were, if you were saying, yeah, Jace Bowen could turn into Jake Mersnick, uh, yeah, yeah, you take that 10 out of 10 times. So, I guess there's that. With Brannigan, um, maybe he can be, like, a 2027 folk hero for some team. There's my selling points. <laughs> okay. All right. Um, yeah, I, I think I think both are certainly both possess tools that you like. It's just a matter of kind of like being a complete ball player. I think Jace mm-hmm. Bowen is the closest to being a complete ball player out of those two. Mm-hmm. Um, and again, like he plays a position that the pirates kind of need in that center field. Yeah. How, how well can he play it? I'm not, I'm not sure. I've seen him in person one time, so I didn't really get that good of a read on him. Oh no, no, you, you absolutely, you're an out on expert. Yeah, I should, I should know. I should know a hundred percent. Sounds good. All right. Yeah. Um, let's see here. What else we got? What else we got? Um, we got some winter ball questions. It's hard to tell exactly who's going where right now. Um, you got to imagine a lot of the Dominican players are going to be playing in lead at some point. Those rosters are kind of crazy though. It, it, 
the, the, the players playing right now, you're, you're seeing some minor leaguers playing currently. Um, the major leaguers won't start until kind of the end of that season to gear up for spring training. So I, I don't know if we see O'Neill Cruz. My, my hope is we see O'Neill Cruz and lead on at some point just to like get him some at bats, like live at bats versus actual pitching. Um, so I would imagine we'll, we'll see that. Um, Probably not going to see a ton of pitchers playing winter ball just because from an inning standpoint, you want to you yeah. save those for the regular season. Um, but definitely, like you you kind of expect Piguero maybe to, to play some games and lead on um, Cruz. Um, trying to think who else down there. Um, I mean, maybe even you give some innings to Rowanzi Contreras. You know, maybe uh, you know, like someone who didn't really pitch a ton this year. You know, maybe had a few injury issues, idea. like get, getting Contreras a couple innings, um, but but probably not a ton from a pitching standpoint. Uh, but I think the two main guys you're looking at from a, on the major league team is Pick Arrow uh, and and um, and oh, yeah. Cruz, but also Andy, Andy too. Andy also would uh, would be would be good for that. There's some other winter leagues out there too, like. Uh, Australia, Venezuela, Puerto Rico. I'm not quite sure who's who's going to those places. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's weird. Like it's been very quiet on the Pirates front in that sense, and like the World Series is is happening. Yeah. So, anyway, um, here's a good one. This is also from OG, um. We were talking in the Discord talking to um, who, if anyone, is due for some negative regression. Basically, who is next year's Chase DeYoung is, is the question. I, you it's know, a question that sucks because you're basically saying, like, who's, who's, who's not really as good as we maybe think he is? I want to turn this a different way. So you go yeah. first. All right. I um I hope I hope this isn't the case. <laughs> Let me preface that. But and because he put up a really like from a number standpoint, it was a good season. Um and, and, and like I really liked what I saw out of him. And and I've really I've liked him ever since the pirates got him in the organization. Um, I always thought he was going to be a reliever and it turned out he had a really good season last year in, in his first season in the majors. But um, if I had to pick someone to, to regress, it's Carmen Majinski. Mm. Um, just, just looking at the numbers struck out less than a batter per inning. He walked four and a half per nine um, ERA was two, two, five, but his ex, his ex FIP was four three three, so over two runs higher than his ERA. Um, so so you're kind of like flirting with someone who just like really, really outpitched his his peripherals on like what what should have happened. I don't think you're gonna see Car. I don't think you're gonna see Chase DeYoung like regression with Carmen Majinski, but. 
I just want to say, like, if if Carmen Mizzinski next year, instead of a you know a low two ERA, he's in like the mid to high threes. That's something that I could see happening. Yeah, I, hope, I get I all hope, that. I hope it's not, and and I hope you know this is just his first season in the majors. He he learns a lot, and 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 he can get all those numbers better. Um, but just first glance, he kind of seems like that that guy who could be that candidate. Yeah, I, I don't. It's it's not that I I don't hate. I would hate it. I would rather him not be. But I don't hate that idea that he's probably going to regress. It's just how like how much is he going to? Uh, the Pirates would absolutely hope that doesn't happen. That'll make the bullpen much better. You know, really good Majinski. But you know, you you are correct. Um, so I guess here's where I'm going with mine because it's weird because. At the end of the day, I'm going to talk highly about this person, right? We're talking about regression, and I guess the reason I want to talk about this is I think for a lot of people in their eyes, this guy's due for regression. And that's why I want to talk about is Jared Triolo, right? Because we talk about the baby, how high the baby, like he just can't sustain this. He is going to plummet, right? So, yes, Jared Triolo is not going to have this elite, Babe, that's going to drive like, 40. Yeah. Yes. Like that just doesn't happen. Right. You don't have a 440 mm-hmm. baby. Um, so there's going to be regression from him. Right. But I guess here's why I want to talk about this. How much regression and what can we like realistically see from Jared Triolo? Right. And I think this is still like best case scenario from him. But here's the thing. Jared Triolo is a really, really good defender. And, you know, we have talked about it, like, as far as second baseman, no one has stepped up to take that. But I think, like, he's best suited in a role to be, like, a super utility, right? You get the defensive third, hopefully short, second, maybe here at first. Maybe he learns outfield a little bit, right? He can plug in here, whatever. So I think, like, his value comes playing every day at some other position. Well, every day, but mostly every day, right? The super utility Jay Hay type player. Um, So, like... You expect a batting average to plummet because, again, the 440 baby, right? But I think what we saw last year, like he had the hand injury. We didn't see a whole lot of power. Not that he possessed a ton of power anywhere really ever either, but like it was good enough. You know, like you look in the monitors, he slugged 480, 419, last year 432 in AAA, and that was with the hand injury, right? Um, I don't think he's going to hit for a ton of power, like home runs, but like he drives the ball. Like that's something we absolutely saw. Like he, he definitely drove the ball. So like he's going to aggress, but I think in the same time I'm answering this, like things are going to normalize because I think you're going to find like more power from him, like less singles, right? But more doubles in that same sense. Like you look at his, um, his September, not that this is going to stain and be like throughout. Right. But mm-hmm. He hit like 350, slugged like almost 650 or something like that. Five, I guess 567. There it is. Okay. I didn't have the numbers up right hand. Like, I said this last night, just kind of looking like, could you see Trillo carving like a JD Davis type of season from like last year? Now you're making me look up what JD Davis did last yeah, year. Yeah, I know. I, this, um, the ad came up on me. Like JD Davis last year hit 248. Come on, yeah. Dan Grass. <laughs> yeah, no, I could see that. So I mean JD Davis 248, 325, 413. Um, played really good defense. 
played you know around the played third base, first base, uh, 2.2 war total, 104 weighted runs created plus. If Jared Triolo put up a Jared, a, a JD Davis like season in his first full major league year, uh, I wouldn't call that regression. Well, that's what I'm getting at. Like, it's yeah, not like it's, it's, I, mean, I guess he it, will, it, like, it, he's not gonna hit 300, is, but yeah, yeah. But no, I mean, that, would be, wanna, that would be outstanding. I would I would take that in a heartbeat. I don't see 18 home runs, maybe closer to like 10, but I think he'll have more doubles, right? And that's why the slugging's gonna be about there. You know, like at the end of the day, Trillo slugged what 398 this year. Um yeah, 398. Fingers is so slow these days. Yeah, that's his off memory. Like, like the home runs gonna come down, but like, yeah, like he's gonna regress. But I think the re reason I want to talk about this is everyone's so down. Like, like Triolo will regress, and he's going to be awful in a sense. And I guess I'm coming here saying, like, he will regress in the sense of, like, the babe is going to normalize. But I think what we saw, especially at the end, is he has some gap power for sure. Like, I think that's for real. He drives the ball for real. And I think he's a good enough player that maybe 10 home runs. Like, But the J.D. Davis, like, slash line – is yeah. like something I think you you could see from Jared Trillo. Yeah. So I mean, like yeah. in his regression, like I think he can still be like a good, solid enough player. No, I, I think I think you hit the nail on the head there. I think he's hurt. Like if you if you give him three hundred and fifty at bats, I think he could hit ten homers. Um, he was a little hurt this year because of the hand injury. Uh, so you know that that definitely affected the power because you saw when he came back. He he showed some of that power. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, Babbitt is definitely going to go down. He had an oh his his Babbitt in September after his second call up was over five hundred. So it's like it's just not not even possible to sustain it over the course of an right. entire season. Um, but no, I think his calling card is always going to be his defense, and his defense is so good that he really doesn't have to be that great of a hitter to be a a, a good utility guy. Um, I think that's the the role best suited for him because you can plug him in a few different positions and he can play the positions really well. And you and as we've seen, he'll he'll give you at least professional at bats at the plate. Uh, and and he's even shown you know more than that at times. So I um yeah, I guess it depends on how you how you use the word regression. But like if if Jared Triolo turns into a two win utility player, like yeah, that's technically that would be regression, regression also. By the way, <laughs> like it would technically be regression because he had a one point seven WAR in fifty four games this past year. Um, right. But like you, you take that from Jared Triolo ten out of ten times. I'm feeling more like confident about Jared Triolo. Like the more remember how Tyler said, like ask me in two weeks about players and stuff. Like I feel more and more as I get, get away from the season, I'm really digging Jared Triolo. I think Anyways. he can be he can be a useful member of this team, for sure. Yeah. All right. So there's there's that. So I talked about a regression into a positive. Yeah. Let's. Uh, those are those are pretty much all of our questions. So appreciate everybody who uh, who hopped in the Discord last night and uh, and added some questions. It was a that was a fun show. Um, but yeah, fun. that's kind of kind of all we got for you today. So there that there's that. All right. Um, so outside of that, I guess we can talk. Cody will be on today at one o'clock streaming, and it'll be the show where you can see Brandon Belt, I guess, dominate and take the pirates to the promised land. 
Uh, and then the fanboys will have this week, Wednesday at nine. You'll have your outside the park stream Thursday. Out of the park. Sure. <laughs> I always say outside, I swear to God. Um, and, and yeah, you're you're doing some damage over there too. So it seems like everyone can make the pirates good except for Ben Charrington. We'll see. TBD. We'll see. Yeah. All right. Um, yeah, that's all we have really scheduled this week, but definitely a lot of news coming soonish. So stay tuned. A lot of stuff happening this offseason for us. So I guess we'll see you then. See you guys. Bye-bye. Hey, you all. Thank you for watching. I know we try to provide the most entertaining content that we can, uh, and we'd love to spread it to as many people as possible. So uh, I know it doesn't seem like a lot, but if you could take the five seconds to like this video and subscribe to the page, it helps out so much more than you know. Thank you, and let's go Bucks. Oh, 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 oh,